You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back for tickets go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS and greetings from Minute Maid Park it's the home opener for the Houston Astros as they start a three-game series against the Oakland A's this is the start of a six-game homestand for the Astros. Yankees will also be in in the latter part. Astros 2-5 and five on the year, starting the season with seven games on the road. They dropped the last two games in Arlington, losing 4-0 to the Rangers in their last timeout. Garrett Cole giving up three runs in six innings, striking out nine, and a tough luck loss. Altuve had a couple of hits as the Astros have dropped five of their last six. A's yesterday... They were victorious over the Red Sox 7-3, taking three out of four in that series. A's have won five of their last six, and they're 6-4 and four on the year. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Colin McHugh getting the ball for the Astros today, and in his first start, in his return to the rotation on Saturday at Tropicana Field, pitched very well against the Rays, even though he got a loss. Yeah, hard luck loser, Colin McHugh. Nine strikeouts in five innings. He was dazzling with the curveball and the slider through those two pitches more than 60% of the time. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of that out of, out of Colin. Showed last year out of the bullpen that he could command those pitches, both the curve and the slider. So why not? It's been working for him. Meanwhile, Frankie Montas getting the ball for the A's, 26-year-old right-hander, really starting to, to come into his own, real hard thrower. Yeah, classic example of somebody that just needs a little seasoning to get his footing as a big leaguer. The fastball's always been great, just hasn't been able to command it as well as he would have liked, but he's 95 to 99 miles per hour. And now, along with his slider, he's developed a, a changeup of sorts. It's a split-fingered fastball, and it's been working really well. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros haven't gotten off to the, the start that they would have liked on their season opening seven-game road trip through Tampa Bay and Arlington. And, you know, you look at the way things have gone. The Astros have gotten good pitching for the most part. It's been the offense, especially the, the, the big hits, and hopefully change of scenery getting back home will, will help change that. You know, I like to call it that they're chasing hits because yeah. that, that tells you that they're – going outside of themselves. They're, they're swinging at borderline pitches, which they usually don't do, especially early in the counts. And I think as soon as uh, they get that big hit, maybe the floodgates will open, but they can relax and be themselves. Coming up next, we'll have the manager show presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll hear from Oakland A's broadcaster and former Astros broadcaster Vince Contronio. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park... Head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Well, AJ, you got here in 2015, and since then you've won almost 60% of your games as a manager with the Astros, and you've seen the crowds grow 
And what is what have you noticed more than anything that stands out playing at Minute Maid Park? Um, I just think the intensity of the experience for everybody has just has gone through the roof, literally. I mean, it's it is so fun to come back to Minute Maid, and, and it's loud. The fans are very passionate. They show up early. They stay late. They they there's a great environment here that's and a buzz that's created around around our team and. That's from the fans. You know, our players enjoy playing in front of our crowd. You know, it used to be uh, probably neutral. Do we come home? Do we play on the road? When I first got here, everyone likes to sleep in their own bed. Everybody likes to wear the white uniforms to play home. But the crowd has really made it uh, an experience for everybody. And, and certainly that comes with winning, but it comes with a commitment of a fan base that's fallen in love with their team. Yeah, it seems like the players have fallen in love with the fans, too, because they'll take that extra time. They get mm-hmm. out in the community, and all of you guys have made that extra ex, extra special effort. Yeah, I think, and I think our guys do that um, twofold. One, it's, it's, it should be required out of, out of players to, to engage with the fans and the people that come and watch them play. Um, and a lot of us live here. You know, you look at Jose Altuve lives here, and, mm-hmm. and George Springer lives here, and Carlos Correa lives here. And, and, and there's a number of guys that own homes here, Reddick and, and Verlander, and it's right. nice to see Abregi's here. So it's it's nice to have people local. And when you play at home and you play at a place where you live year-round and um, it, you, you build that brand, you build that connection with the people and the and the, and the people, you know, treat us great. What's it like for you on a personal level? You just go to the grocery store. You, you encounter fans all the time, I'm sure. No, all the time. And, and you know, that's that's certainly, um, you know, due to ratings on TV and the ratings in the clubhouse and yeah. just the, the – uh, the exposure that we've gotten over the last couple of years has, has made it special. And, and, you know, fans come up to me all the time. I saw it's funny. I got my hair cut today. I'm walking out of the shop in, in the Woodlands, and a, and a little boy, uh, probably six or seven years old, has an Astros jersey on and stopped in his tracks. And just yeah. all he wanted to know is, like, if I knew Jose Altuve. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know Jose. He, he's good. You keep watching, kid. <laughs> well, what do you tell him about Jose Altuve? If somebody asks you, some little kid, yeah. you know, and he asks you the questions. I mean, it's easy right now. Yeah, no, it's he's the perfect example of how to be. Um, and, and, you know, fortunately for me, I get to be around behind the scenes with him. But, um, you know, when, when – when I always think about our players and, and you know, it's like having 25 sons or nephews or, or just relatives around here. I mean, we are such close family. But um, I often think, like, would I buy his jersey, like, for my nephew or would I buy my jersey for uh, for a friend of mine's kid? And, and Jose Altuve would rank right up there, along with a lot of our other guys. And the fact that I that I feel good about our fans buying their jersey would means a lot to me. I was noticing a couple of days ago that a couple of years ago, one of the best offenses we've seen here in Houston in 2017 started out almost exactly the way this one has. <laughs> Slash line-wise, I mean, it's almost identical. Um, what's it take to get out of these little type of things right now? Well, let's finish like we did in 2017. Yeah, exactly. that, was, that, that would be good. You know, I, I think it's, it's just a matter of, of time for us to, to continue to put up good at-bats. I mean, I think it, you know, the results are what they are. We know it going into a week. We're going to have this same week sometime in June or sometime in July or sometime in August. It feels worse at the beginning of the season because you feel like you missed some opportunities in some close games or, or you had opportunities to win these games. But um, there is no panic. These guys are really good hitters, and, and um, the numbers are worse than how it feels. I think the numbers that when you look up on the scoreboard and you see – um, you know, guys hovering around 200 or below, or you got a couple guys that don't have a hit yet. That, mm-hmm. that, that is just, uh, you know, a, a, a small sample of what's going to be a very successful offense uh, that can kick off right now. Hey, educate me here, right here. So we hear a lot of times the buzzword is not on time for a fastball. You mm-hmm. want to be on time for a fastball. The pitcher for Oakland today, Frankie Montas, has a very good fastball. Mm-hmm. How do you get there? 
Well, you got to get there early, and you you know you'll talk. Michael Brantley will talk about getting his foot down. If you watch him hit, he will have his foot down in place before the pitcher. Uh, releases the ball. That's really, really early. But yeah. you want to have a lot of your movement, you, a lot of the the hand movement back, the load, the leg kick for George Springer or Jose Altuve. You want to have that underway, you know, prior to hit to the pitcher planting his foot and the arm coming forward. That will give you a, the balance needed to pick up what pitches it. Is it a 97 mile an hour fastball? Is it a 88 to 90 mile an hour slider? He's come up with this new split. So guys with high end velocity. The earlier that you get yourself in the hitting position, the better. And that, that would be the same if I was telling a Little League kid or a high school kid or a college kid that the earlier that you can get yourself in position to hit and be on time, the more likely you're going to be able to recognize pitches. All right, Colin McHugh gets the home opener, and there's going to be electricity in this mm -hmm. crowd. Uh, he hasn't pitched one of these types of games other than the playoffs maybe out of the bullpen, but what's that going to be like for him and well, how do you help him? Well, I think it's just about getting into the into the, the, the game. You know, the good thing about being on the home side of these environments is that the game will start when he dictates it. You know, he's he's got to get ready. He knows it's a 7-10 start. On the, on the visiting side, opening day for Justin Verlander as an example, that was a little bit different is that, you know, are they running a little bit late? When is the anthem, the, the introductions, the – we're going to have a flyover today where we're, that, will, that will all be created, but we'll be on time today. And as a, as a home pitcher, he'll be able to get his full warm-ups and be ready. Channeling his emotions and, and that eagerness to get out on the mound, the fact that he's a finesse-type pitcher who spins his breaking ball in quite a bit, uh, I think will help him. He, he rarely tries to overpower the strike zone, and, and, and maybe his style will be able to combat some of the adrenaline rush that he's going to have. All right, man, have a lot of fun. Good luck tonight. All right, Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Vince Contronio, radio broadcaster for the Oakland A's and former Astros broadcaster in the 1990s. And back we're... when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. Yes, that's <laughs> correct, Robert. <laughs> Not quite that long ago, but uh, you were here when the Astros obviously were playing their games in the Dome, and you're here now for the Astros home opener, Astros and A's starting a three-game series. What are some of your memories? you remember your first Astros broadcast? I do. It was opening day 1991 in Cincinnati, back when they were still the team that began Major League Baseball. They had the parade right. downtown, the whole nine yards. And the A's were playing, the, or the uh, Astros were playing the Reds. And you know, opening day, as you know, like today, you've got so many media out there. My job was to get a pregame interview, and I wanted Lou Piniella. They just won the World Series the previous year. They're passing out the rings, and Mark Shot goes, and here's, here's my guy, and here's my other guy. She didn't know anybody's name. <laughs> and I wanted Lou, and it seemed like it was impossible. And I went to Marty Brenneman. I said, Marty, I, I'd like to do Lou for, for a pregame show. He goes, kid, just come with me. When I'm done with Lou, you get him next. Don't worry about anybody else. I've never forgot that. Here at the Ast you know, in Houston, the Astrodome, I do remember on opening days, we would wear tuxedos, myself and Brownie. And Dirk uh, on the TV side, I would fill in a little bit on TV before I do the talk show stuff. So it was, there are definitely good memories. Opening day is always special no matter where you are. Do you ever break out the, that tuxedo in Oakland on radio? No, it's a, <laughs> it's a little more casual in the East Bay, as you have found out coming out there for several years. Uh, we, we, we take it a little, little more casual out there. It's kind of a, a weird schedule for the A's. You have the two games in Japan against Seattle, basically in the middle of spring training, uh, although they're regular season games. And then you start when everybody else started, this past Thursday, and you play a stretch of 18 without an off day. I mean, that's it just seems like one of the, the weirdest schedules I've ever, I, can, I can remember. It is the longest stretch the A's will play consecutively this year without an off day. And to do it at the beginning of the year after a truncated spring because of leaving early for Japan, having several days off to get adjusted to Japan, playing two exhibition games, then playing the two that counted, fly back, a couple days off, play the Bay Bridge series, day off, then start. So... It was a really, you know, it was really difficult, mostly for the pitchers and, and just for the hitters to get some sense of timing. The fact that they did so well on the homestand, 
going 6-2 against the Angels and the Red Sox. A great credit to the starting pitching, which I think if you look at the ace from afar, trying to wonder can they get back to where they were last year, you would say that maybe the starting pitching was good, but the issue has not been the issue. They've had good defense. Bullpen has been very good except for one game where they really had a bad misstep. Other than that, uh, getting into the flow is important. Winning yesterday was important too, Robert, because all of a sudden you, know, you start to feel. You know, you got This is a 10-game road trip now starting today, and you start to feel those 18 in a row, and I think it gave them a little bit of wind in their sails. One of the guys who's certainly been impressive on at least the highlight reels has been Ramon Laureano, former Astros farmhand, traded to Oakland. And talking with A.J. Hinch earlier, he was saying, you know, a lot of those weren't bad base running plays. They were more just great plays by Laureano. Did you see it that way? Well, certainly a play at the plate. Yeah. That was the first one with Xander Bogarts. The second one, high off the wall in right center. And Bob Melvin agrees with what A.J. said. That's a play that typically the runner's going to try for third base. He fouled the ball off his foot earlier in that at bat. A little bit of hesitation around second base. And then the one yesterday was a mistake. Mookie Betts admitted after the game, trying for third down by four in the ninth inning. Made no sense. But Ramon's accuracy, aside from the velocity, has been something that's been fun to watch. You know, against the the Red Sox, where the gold glover's out there and Jackie Bradley Jr. You want to have some fun with it and serve notice that maybe it's up for grabs. I think Ramon showed that this weekend, or this week. He's he's been fun to watch. He's a hard-working kid and a... uh, you know, we had the play of the year in the major leagues last year with the play that he got against the Angels. So it, 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 he just keeps on doing it. Frankie Montas getting a start for the A's today. Very good. His first time out is pretty much all of these A starters were at least first time out in the States. Uh, what have you seen from, from Montas so far? He has grown up. Uh, this was his fourth big league camp between the A's and, uh, and the White Sox that he'd been with previously. So he, he felt like he belonged. He also added a splitter. He used to throw a changeup. He didn't disguise it very well. In fact, he telegraphed it by slowing his arm down. Same arm speed with the split, and it's been a very effective pitch for him. Uh, so throws 94 to 100. He goes, but I'd rather get out to 94 to 96 than try to blow it away, yeah. which he used to do, trying to look at the you know, look at the, the radar gun and uh, you know, get to 100. Uh, he has a slider as well. He's just a confident kid right now. He's got the best stuff of anybody in the rotation. And he had success here last year. You know, he went toe-to-toe with Garrett Cole. So there are some good memories for Frankie. And the A's are, you know, for a guy slotted fourth in the rotation, they've got some high hopes. Vince Contronio, A's radio broadcaster. Thanks for joining us. Always good to see you in Houston. Always. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it very much. There comes a time in everyone's life. When talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.